Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz. On today's program, we're going to play the second half of the Search Marketing Roundtable that was recorded at AFCON 2010 in Denver back in June. This one, uh, this is another one that, it's, it's actually, it's a continuation of the one that John got to moderate. He's joined by David Satella of Clicks Marketing, David Ogletree from SEO Fox, Jamie Smith from Engine Ready, and Howard Kopp from Moniker. Here we go with part two. So the question is, do we have any suggestions or buy advice about doing direct media buys? Anybody have experience with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who's your demographic? Uh, we're in the uh, job space. Okay, so pretty vast. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when you do media buying, I'm assuming you're talking about text and, and image? Text? Mostly text. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really powerful what Google's done with the content network. You can select which sites you're going to advertise on, and if you're going to do, are you talking about buying media direct from that publisher, or going through a, a going direct? Yeah, yeah. The, not every website offers that, but um, you're definitely, obviously, better off going direct. It just can be, you know, resource intensive because you're going for one set website website to website versus, you know, leveraging the buying power of Google or or another ad network. Dana? Yeah, that's on the PR side. Um, absolutely, yeah. News Source is a... News Force. News Force is a new um, way of advertising kind of through PR, you know, and, and getting your articles in the New York Times and, and uh, as, as a sponsored uh, ad. Yep. Right. Excellent. So... Um, Another kind of niche portion of marketing is um, local. How many people here have physical locations that they're marketing? So good, a good number. Anybody have more than one physical location or just have the one? So we've got multiple locations. So local search is very important. How many, another question, how many people here have any kind of smartphone right now? Lots of hands going up. iPhones everywhere, Androids, it all become prevalent. A lot of people these days are really relying on their handheld devices to find things, search. The interesting thing is, nine times out of ten, when they go onto these, these handhelds, they're not using any kind of search engine. It's, it's a mobile application. So how are mobile applications really going to impact search over the next four or five years? Well, uh, that's a really good point. <clears throat> uh, the advice we give our advertisers is that they should start thinking about uh, the different ways that they can obtain business conversions outside of their website. So one of the examples is that, you're right, increasingly uh, people are not going to a search engine to find product, services, information. They're going to an app. So uh, the, the smart retailers are creating dedicated apps for, for just, just what they have to offer. Uh, another example is that, um, and this, this also affects uh, the, the question about real estate on the search results page. Uh, you're going to see more, more over the coming year of uh, Google facilitating a conversion that takes place, place on the search results page. So what Google's trying to do is move the conversion action 
closer to the search, closer to the act of searching. Why, you know, why in, introduce an extra step of going to a site when you can basically obtain the conversion right on the search results page? So both of those are alternatives to conversions that happen on a site that all, all site owners should be looking at. How many of you serve up a different page when a visitor is coming from mobile? Mobile browser? Yeah? You should be on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> Everything right. Um, I'll start asking you questions. That, how many of you are in a B2B marketplace? B2B? Mostly B2C? Okay. So then mobile and social are very important for B2C um, marketing. Uh, but the mobile version, when you load a, a web page from your phone, you can detect that it's coming from a mobile browser and serve up a, a more simplified version. Here's a suggestion, though. Normally that decision is made by us, the programmers, or whoever's coding the website. If this browser is searching our URL from a server redirect, serve this mobile page. Well, give the user the option. Because on the iPhone, regular web pages through Safari can look okay. So a lot of times you'll just be served up the mobile option when I actually may want to see the full-blown website on my Safari browser on my iPhone. So one other step you may want to tell your programmers is just load a, 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 um, a page that says, would you like to see the mobile version or the um, ma main site version or however you want to word it. So, so we, we just mentioned that a lot of these things are happening sans browser. So from a domain perspective, how is that going to impact you know, your side of marketing? Well, Pull the mic over there. I think it's going to impact us due to the fact that when you have a mobile app, you don't need to have a domain to get to it. So uh, it'll negatively affect us. Is there anything that you guys can do? What we, can have, we, do? we haven't really uh, looked into it at this point in time. I'm sure that we will be. All right. Okay. So kind of one of the things this was like, oh, question real quick. Is it important to have the .mob anymore? Is the .mob important was the question. Well, it depends upon who you talk to. I think there was an article recently out. Uh, that said, no, that it's failing, and that's not a good way to go. Uh, we still see that there are thousands of people out there that haven't and that are building them out. So uh, it's kind of a catch-22 because you have an iPhone, you don't need a .mobi. Okay? And I think more people are going that direction. So I, I think it's kind of, hate to put them in a negative light, but I don't think it's doing all that they expected it to do. Save the 12 bucks a year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we were talking about the applications. Um, a couple of good examples are Rotten Tomatoes has, a, has an application I use all the time. That's where I go and when I find my movies and I read about the movies. That's, that's my search engine for movies, my app for that. Um, and there's several other good ones out there that, like, um, tabbed out. Uh, there's a place where you can go. If you, your city supports it, you can actually, um, if you forget to pay your tab at a bar or a restaurant, you can finish it when you go home later for your but this the application will show you the restaurants that support that nearby it's a really it's a really great there's just so many great applications out there and if you can create something in your niche that's a search that helps people find something where they don't need to go google anymore now you're their search engine nice question So the question, so the question is: there, Is there a software package that will allow you to easily translate your standard site into a mobile site? Correct. There, are, there are quite a few, depending upon price points. Yeah, I would just search it and get get quotes in terms of um, you know converting my page from from regular CSS to mobile. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. There's quite a few out there. Yeah. I know for 
There's also some WordPress plugins that will do that as well. Right. Okay, it's time for a break, and when we come back, we're going to uh, continue more of this discussion. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Search for solutions Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's more of the Search Marketing Roundtable discussion from AFCON 2010 with my co-host, John Carcutt. So we asked a question earlier about people in physical locations, and we're talking about mobile devices. Has anybody here checked into AffiliateCon 2010? Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Checked in. So does anybody have, okay, Foursquare. Foursquare is a mobile application where people will actually go to the place, they check in, it's tied specifically to a location, there's advertising opportunities for the organizers. But the interesting thing behind it is that they're actually taking the physical location and tying it into their mobile application through the, the ability to know where the person is via their cell phone. Um, Google, in the last month or two, announced plans to um, build this database of IDs for physical locations. Because right now you have a bunch of different applications that are creating these um, you know, location databases on their own systems, and they're all separated. So the information about Affiliate Con 2010 in one system is different than it is in another system. Google's putting together a unified database where everybody can, it's open source, and everybody can pull, all these applications can pull from the same place and have all the same information about the same specific locations. And the reason I bring that up is because once that goes through, it's going to be tied into Google's local search, which is a whole other aspect of marketing when you have physical locations. People are looking for your locations. They can come in. Google pulls comments. You can put hours. Anybody have the local business center for their, for their physical locations in Google? So a couple people raise their hands. So that is becoming more important. Does anybody see, with all the changes happening now, 
what's going to be happening? How important, how, how much do you need to pay attention to that in you know, the next six, eight months? Local. Local. Well, with, with local, you've really, uh, the, with the seven pack, it, and like I said before, it's starting to steal away from the organic. You've got to got to get involved in it, learn how it works. I mean, there, there are aspects of uh, the SEO that I've learned fairly recently. You know, you want to have your address on your website. You want to have your address mentioned on as many websites as you can possibly get it on, and that's going to help you rank it up there. And it, it's just, it's really important to make sure that you have your location correct. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to vacant lots because of Google Maps. You know, you've really got to uh, make sure that people are finding you. Does everyone know what he's talking about, the seven-pack? That's really funny, by the way. I call it the one box because it doesn't always hold seven locations. Anytime you search with a city and sometimes a state, um, you're going to see a map result, and they'll have the pins, seven pins is what he's talking about, which is great, seven-pack. But that pushes down your organic ranking. So all of, any of your organic rankings that included a city or state – Potentially, are, are are losing positioning. Yes. And, and to that point, so Google has determined that there are certain services or keywords that are local in nature. So that when you type in plumber, you know you don't need to see a San Francisco plumber if you're in Denver, and they're loading those up for even non-geo terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing that more and more now. Are you, are you reading my mind? Because that's a perfect segue into the next question I was going to ask. So. <laughs> perfect segue. So to, to all you guys, so we have a good mixture here. And, and just for those of you looking, I put the, the one pack on the screen so we know what we're talking okay. about. But for, for those here, okay, here's the question. Coming up in the future, what's going to be more important? Where should you put, focus your energy, PPC or organic, SEO or PPC? I'd like each of you to respond if you could. Well, go to engineready.com and read the study. It should 2010 is coming out. We've done it in 08 and 09, and it's non-biased analytic studies from um, you know over 30 e-commerce companies. But yeah, paid search is is by far more important initiative than organic, uh, in my opinion. Why? But why? Why? Because you don't have the visibility anymore. Your organic rankings are are, are not number one organic rankings anymore. They're two, three, four, five, sometimes ten options down. The other thing is. It's measurable, much more measurable and, and, and actionable with, with paid search. Organic, you're optimizing to an algorithm. You're not optimizing to your target market, to the users of your website. With paid search, you're trying to genuinely serve them a landing page that meets their needs and convert them into a lead or a sale. Anybody got a counterpoint? Well, I'm going to – you know, we run a PPC agency, and Jamie's got a good agency, pretty good. <laughs> as well. <laughs> but they do, and they do SEO as well. So he's, he's got a very uh, good, well-informed opinion. Um, my biased opinion is that um, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't think that uh, a, a smart marketer or site owner would choose between the two. At the same time, you can't ignore what, what we've been saying here, and that is that the organic listings are being pushed further and further down the page. And I don't think that's going to abate. I think it's going to get worse. You know, okay. I mean, basically, if Google or a search engine perceives that there's a, uh, a, a the search query pertains to a, a, a buying decision, they're going to fill that page with 
money uh, uh, content that both satisfies the searcher and puts money into Google's pocket. <laughs> Fill that page with money. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's, let's add a little color to this, just to maybe flesh it out a bit. Let's say you had a fixed budget of $10,000. Would you put it in PPC or invest it in organic? And that was it, no ongoing. Budget. Nope, $10,000, you're done. David brings up a good point. Hybrid approach, especially for your branded keywords and some keywords that you you should show up with organically. And 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 anytime you can obtain a first page listing, it's certainly valuable traffic to have to not have to pay for every visitor to your website. So I definitely don't think it should go 100% into paid search. You should make sure you've got the fundamentals taking place in terms of your site is search engine friendly and you've got proper internal link structure, and then have a small budget for 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 link link um, building. David, you look like you're about to jump in. Stand up for us SEOs. Oh, yeah. I've got, I, I will take a counterpoint on SEO. But I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with him entirely. Um, it is very situational. There are times when, the, like he was talking about before, where the local results were just pushing everything down and that pay-per-click was his only option. Sometimes that is your only option. But, you know, in our company, I have clients that we do pay-per-click and SEO. And I found sometimes... When we take off the uh, pay-per-click and just stay number one on SEO, we, things go down a little bit more. But it, there's almost like a you know gestalt where it's like you have the greater of the whole. You, pay-per-click by itself and SEO by itself are great, but when you put them together, they're worth even more. And so that's one of the things we've seen. I was going to say the same. I think you need to have a good balance between the two to make it work properly for your particular business. Um, of course, having the keyword would be your best bet. So, And look at your analytics. We also do a lot of conversion attribution or assist keyword studies. And you'll see, run last month's report, here are all my sales or, or leads for the month. How many of them had come to your website previously? And then look, had they come from an organic listing, an email campaign? Was it from my media buying campaign? What were the different touch points? And a lot of times you will see chemistry between an organic visitor that then comes and buys to a paid or vice versa. Okay, it's time for a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue more of this discussion. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (laughs) Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. 
Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's more of the Search Marketing Roundtable discussion from AFCON 2010 with my co-host, John Carcutt. So, and, and we're in quick, we'll, get to, we'll take a couple questions in a second, and, but i got to get my SEO viewpoint in here real quick. I, I do agree with these guys. You don't want to put your, all, your eggs in one basket, but from my experience, if you're looking at return on your investment from marketing dollars, you're always, always going to get better long-term, long-term return on your investment from SEO versus PPC. And it, so if you're looking for long-term growth, you might want to lean more towards SEO. If you're looking to, to, to meet your numbers for January, you're going to want to do PPC. It's as simple as that. It's your goals. Everything's tied to what your, your goals are specifically. Or if you just want to keep the lights on while you're waiting for the long-term. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, you, ha- you have me bring up this, the Diamonds in Denver, Jamie? Yeah, Do you want to show I, something? Well, no, I was just going to show you that there were sponsored listings above the map when you have a keyword besides pizza. And what, yeah, and what's, what's interesting here is we talked a little bit about all these different types of things coming into organic search results. With the universal search, you have the maps and the, and the movies and the images. Same thing's happening in paid. You know, they're adding more and more stuff. You have to do activity. But like here, this is a paid ad. That has a dedicated map. You can hide the map, but this is a paid advertisement. Open and show that map. Down here on the bottom right, products. That's in a paid ad. You can open and show the products. So there's more and more interactive and dynamic stuff in paid as well as SEO in these results now. I was going to mention one other thing. You know, one of the things that I've done in the past with uh, SEO is that when we're first starting out, especially if I have a new client or they have a new business, we may not necessarily know what the proper keywords are. We might think we know, but pay-per-click will give us that information. Um, I will often take the information from my, my clients from their pay-per-click account, and then we'll, we'll, we'll might change our focus on what keyword we're going after because we found out one particular one is doing a little bit better in the pay-per-click. So pay-per-click helps SEO big time. How many of you are selling products? Okay, there's a show that we do on Webmaster Radio called Best Search Strategies. We did a session on product extensions. It's a huge opportunity. Those plus signs that are showing up on the paid search, if you go to Webmaster Radio, there's a monthly show, um, Best Search Strategies, and we talk about product extensions. And if you're an e-commerce store, it's a great opportunity to just add it into one of your shopping feeds. All right, so we've got like 13 minutes or so, and I saw a lot of hands come up a minute ago. So I'm going to open this up for questions. Um, anything we've talked about, something we haven't talked about, um, just try to keep it related to search if you could. <laughs> right back, back there. I wish I had a mic to give you. Um, I just want to make more of a comment than a question. Okay.
of you in the last five years have seen your cost per clicks come down? <laughs> so he's absolutely right. If you have the skill set and the ability to obtain a top first page listing in Google organically, certainly going to be more profitable than paid search. By, absolutely. It's just, you know, do you have the, that skill set, which you're fortunate enough to have, and am I able to maintain that top organic listing and, and, and fulfill Google's algorithm? So, so, you know, I spend, my whole business revolves around PPC, is that while the average cost per click is going up, the ability to manage that budget and to really narrowly focus on the conversion terms and to only serve those PPC ads has increased greatly. So while, you know, my average cost per click may have gone up, my average cost per conversion has stayed relatively the, relative the same. Because we've been able to strip up so technology has improved your, improved your efficiency, made it... It's worked it's work both ways. All right. Quality score, once we learn to harness quality score, you know, that, that has been a big boon to us because it took a lot of our competitors who were, you know, doing some dubious things out of things. And how did you do it? We won't talk about well, bid management. Come see me afterwards. <laughs> so just, just to, I want to take, take a real shot at this too. I'm an SEO, and I always put SEO first. But if you could grow your business by 20% in a month's time, would you do it? So, I mean, it's an easy question. Of course you would. But there's a certain amount of people that are always going to convert through paid. Why not do paid and capture some of that traffic? Why just, I don't need that 20%. I'm good as I am. Why ignore it? That, okay, that's fair. Yep. Yep. And I, I believe it. And, and I give the same example you did a lot of times when I'm trying to explain why SEO is cost effective. Because as you go forward and you gain more benefit, every month you go forward, your ROI increases. So. I'd probably disagree with that, but <laughs> link builders, good link builders are hard to find. Um, so, um, any other questions? We've got a question right here in front. So, one of the things I just want to mention is y'all are talking about local, and local definitely can push those organic rankings now, but, you know, I mean, what, I'd be curious to see what percentage of searches are local versus not, so that's just a comment. But my question is, um, how has personalized search affected positioning? Good question. Who wants to take that? Um, I do. You know, I do a lot of search engine optimization, and and the thing that I've, I haven't haven't seen it affected very much at all. From and some of the stuff I've been reading, it, it seems that most people are going up to a new computer, or that's not it's not they're not being remembered. So it's actually a fairly small percentage of searches. I, I'm pretty sure. Does everybody understand what we're talking about here with personal search? Do you know what personal search is? Raise your hand. Okay, so there's a few. Personal search, basically, in its simplest form, is Google 
Um, it used to be when you were logged into your Gmail account, and, and if you did a search while you were logged into your account, they would track what you searched for. They would keep some data about your habits. Now, as of December of last year, it doesn't matter whether you're logged in or not. They keep a cookie if you allow cookies. I think it's a 90-day cookie, and they track what you're looking for. And a good example that I'd like to give for this how it works is if you're on the same computer like me and my wife, we're on the same computer. If I search for Jaguar, it'll probably show me search results that are related to the car. She's an animal lover. If she searches for Jaguar, she may see more results related to, to the, the animal so, or zoos. So that's what personal search does. Um, the fact that it's not voluntary anymore, you can actually turn it off. It's kind of convoluted to do it, um, but you can turn it off. But all your results, the more you search for the same topics, are being skewed to you personally, which really impacts search results if you're trying to track, am I number one or number two on this term? You may be when you search because you search it all the time and you're seeing personal results, but your clients or their customers may see totally different results. Does this impact, how is this impacting paid? Is it at all? I don't think um, I, there, there's a separate effect that uh, Google has started to factor in, which is, I can't remember the name of it, but basically if you do two searches in a row and they're unrelated to each other, Google will, do, will show ads uh, in response to the second search that are actually related to the first search. Yeah, I've, right. seen that. I've seen that. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it seems counterintuitive to us. I mean, the person has expressly said, I've changed my mind, I'm, I'm on to a different topic. But when you look at the statistics, if you look at the, the performance statistics, you see that those second searches often have a very high click-through rate. So maybe they've changed their mind, but it's still on their mind. And there's other things tied into this personal search. They're doing um, IP tagging for geo. So if you're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and you t type for pizza, someone mentioned this for terms, they know where you are, and they may show you a one box anyway based on your location. Question. question is, if you're, if you're getting a new client or you're starting work on a new site and you have some generic terms, how do you determine if they're tying local search to those terms when people are searching? Right. Correct? You could do that on your own. Mm -hmm. like yeah, and again, it's, you're doing it from your location and that city may not be part of, you know, Google, Google has said that there's more plumber, you know what I mean? It's really Google's decision and there's no way to, because There'll be times when I do a search and I'll see something completely new. Oh, they're testing me. I got one of the beta search query results for this new feature. Like, like when product extensions came out, it wasn't being served up 100% of the time. And, and the same thing with the, the map. They're, they're testing these things and seeing what the response and click-through rates are. And if it's, if it's positive, they're going to continue serving them up, even though it's a generic term. Uh, they say when someone searches for a plumber based upon their location, they're, they're looking for a map and they want to call a plumber. Um, but there's, you know, then you talk about haircuts and pizza and all the you know, laundry mats. There's certainly a ton of local businesses that they can be in this database, that, but we don't, there's no compiled list that I know of. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good app. <laughs> But 
insight about how as somebody starting a new business, how I might look at different models to really be able to be searchable and use the tools that are out there. Well, the, the biggest thing that they're really going after, not necessarily affiliates, is they're going after what they consider quality. And so the big thing that you've been in a lot of these sessions we've been talking about is creating, you know, unique content. You know, if you're, you know, copying a whole bunch of content from somewhere else or you just have banner ads on a page and a few words, that's not going to that's not gonna fly anymore like it used to. You could just buy a really high page rank website and stick some ads on it and it would do well. But now you have to really create really good content then you have to work, then you have to go and learn how to build links and um, you know that's a whole other strategy as well as going out and creating good content and then contacting people who might want to link to that like a blogger or whatever or, or different forums that might want to talk about it Is it unique content? Is yeah, you would write the content, but pretty much all the articles are talking about the product, right. the benefits of the, of the product, each, each with a bunch of affiliate links in it. No, con- content is king, for sure. Original content. Yeah. Copying content is not going to do much, actually, can hurt you. But the problem is, is that less is more when it comes to conversions. So when you start optimizing for conversions, we chop content in a half and a half again, and less content is, is more when you're, when you're optimizing around conversion rates, but when you're doing SEO, content is king. So it's this kind of hybrid approach where you have to find um, where, you can, where you can please both parties. Yeah, I've seen people that, you know, they build up a website and they, you know, they work toward a goal of adding one article a day. And, you know, they eventually, you know, really start doing well. And you've got to have good content. You've got to learn how to link your content to each other. Um, sites with lots of really good content will, will, will rise up. I mean, because of the internal linking as well. There's just so many different ways to do it. I don't think it has anything to do with the actual links. It has more to do with the quality. Google doesn't mind that kind of stuff. I mean, Google's a big affiliate website themselves. I mean, they they don't they don't mind that kind of stuff as long as you're providing decent content. They're cool with it. Well, look, we got we should quali- one more real quick. Oh, you got more? Yeah, comments? we should qualify that for PPC as opposed to organic. Oh, yeah. Um, Google definitely does not like um, pages that are mainly off-site affiliate links. They'll, they'll assign that site a poor, poor site landing, uh, poor site quality score, and make it prohibitively expensive to advertise it. And they're getting increasingly more uh, stringent, or you could say fascist, about um, really subjective subject matter. They don't like get-rich schemes. They don't like um, long-form single-page microsites. So they're 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 imposing more of a subjective filter on. Um, sites that uh, uh, where they're, they're they're putting some companies out of business, um, in that they're 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 making it prohibitively expensive to advertise. Excellent. So we, we ran out of time. I'm sorry. Um, I want to thank our panelists. These guys did a great job. Please. Excellent. 
Well, thanks for joining us today. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, we'd like to thank you for listening today. Uh, my Twitter ID is Ross Dunn. And John? At John Carcutt. And thank you for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. We're at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern every Monday. And you can also download us on iTunes. So we'll hope you tune in next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening.